All right, bonus round. Let's talk about the process of retheming a game. On the main show, you mentioned how your game started off as a deep deep sea uh, fishing, deep sea king crab catching, deadliest catch type of game, and turned into the animal kingdoms, right? And so, not a super jump. You weren't going from like you know catching king crab to time travel or anything like that. But it's still you know changing a theme along the way. And walk me through that process. Like, help me understand first of all. Like your mentality thinking, okay, I need to change this theme. Like, why is that? And then we'll get into how you made it happen. Uh, yeah, I think the really the root of most games, I would say, are people generally start with a theme first or a, a mechanism or mechanic first, um, which uh, for Animal Kingdoms, I started with the mechanic of area control first. So that's where I sort of rooted it and I had no theme at the time. Um, I did go with the, the deep sea fishing theme. I don't know why. I think I just, I, you know why I actually, I do remember why is because I had seven, um, areas that were laid out, um, originally, uh, the new, the, the seven game seas has, and, and then my brain went to seven seas, uh, and, <laughs> nice. And then uh, from the seven seas, then it was like, well, what can you do in these seven seas? Well, you can fish for them. And um, going back to Smash Up, of I, I really like the idea of you reaching that threshold, and then uh, if you can, if you can close it out in Smash Up, you know, you would get the card. And this one, I wanted there to be some sort of um, threshold as well. And so thematically, I was like, oh well, you know, maybe the the, the seas are being fished out, and um, and so uh, that was the, the, the root of that whole theme. Um, so I, I started just kind of going down that path. And uh, as I mentioned in the, in the main part, you know, it had a whole bidding mechanism and all that stuff. And you were just playing cards and numbers. And, um, and I, I decided to change that theme because it just, it didn't feel, it was more of a, uh, of a just, the the play testers were kind of lukewarm on it that I got it in front of. And I was kind of honestly lukewarm on it. Um, I wasn't loving the, the, um, the market aspect of it. And really the market was probably the most thematic thing was that, um, you know, you would bring your fish back to market. And that was probably the part of the game that I liked least. So when I ditched the the idea of a market that you would be bringing stuff back to, then it, to me, I just kind of lost, lost inspiration in that theme and said, I got to go in a different direction. Gotcha. And so walk me through the process of retheming, right? And so I guess, you know, taking out the market, if that's the thing you don't like, just cut it and see how it works. But so tell me, Remind me, we talked about the main show, but remind me where you went after the fishing. What theme did you go to next? So from there, I went to the theme of Interstellar uh, Travel Bureau, just because it was a weird theme, and I liked weird themes. Uh, I was inspired by seeing these NASA posters of these sort of fake travel destinations, and I just thought that for a theme, for a game, I thought that was fantastic. I still do. Uh, so, you know, if someone puts out an interstellar travel bureau game, I would probably buy it. But um, I, I think it's just I was so inspired by that art and that theme that I tried to wedge it into uh, 
the area control game when it had no business being that theme. It was it was really just like great theme, not for this mechanic, not for this yeah. um, game. So that was pretty short lived. Um, but ironically, I took it to a stage where I did show it to Dan, who's at Letterman Games, who is uh, half of Galactic Raptor. So he was one of the first people that saw that version, and he actually played an early version of it. Um, and that's actually what got us talking initially. Um, so he, it was it was kind of on his radar from a pretty early stage, um, even though it was a it was it was a terrible theme. <laughs> and he even said so. He like he's like, oh, if I ever signed it, I would I would definitely retheme it. But um, so then I I just uh, in in the time that followed, I just ended up changing that theme because then the cardboard Edison Award came up, and I was like, oh man, I'd I'd love to enter this, and I got to come up with a theme. So again, sort of like going back to the co- contest, it just gave me gave me a deadline. I had to make a decision. Right. So I. Um, you know, I, 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 my brain went to kingdoms and, uh, and then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, this, I thought the animals was just so much more interesting than, than just making them regular knights and nobles and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And so tell me about some of the things that changed mechanically with the game. Cause that's one thing you, you can never just retheme. I guess if it's an abstract strategy game or something like that, you can just repaste on a different, you know, set of artwork. But if you're really doing this game design thing, right, you're going to change the mechanisms to fit the theme as best you can, even if it is all abstracted out. So tell me about the things that changed mechanically as the game changed thematically. Uh, so the biggest, the, one of the bigger things was, you know, introducing the, um, the idea of the capital cities and the councils, um, which are when you when you did um, close out a kingdom, you would you would you you get to claim the castle, and then at the end of the round, anything that's in the castle gets to graduate to the council, which is essentially a permanent place in that kingdom. Um, so that that aspect got added in. And then um, a lot of the flavor text and stuff, you know, just calling them decrees, calling them territories, those types of things. But it wasn't really until I signed the game, I think, that Carla and Dan really liked the core mechanics of the game. Once I signed it with them, then we introduced more thing, uh, a few more uh, wrinkles that gave it um, better thematic tie-ins. So the biggest thing there was that we now have battles in the game um, and battles previously there were um, uh, ties that could happen in each of the kingdoms. So if I have the same amount of influence as you, it was a tie. And, and previously uh, I just had the very, the very boring uh, way of uh, resolving that, which was split the tie. <laughs> and um, so we developed and introduced a, um, a battle system and it's a very simple battle system. It's kind of really just based on war. So you have your values and um, it would be a simultaneous reveal of your card uh, of a card from your hand uh, for the, if you're, if you're battling for a tied kingdom and uh, the high card wins uh, the one will uh, trump an eight Um and then uh, if you tie, then you go to a second card and so on and so forth. So it was a really, we wanted a battle system that was very simple, that was, you know, simple enough to feel appropriate to the game, 
but you know, at the end of the day, we, we just, we really wanted to have battles to, again, just get, give it a little more of theme. You know, if you, if you're animals, we, we, we had to have a few battles, uh, to, to, to have them fighting over for the kingdoms. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, what would be your advice for somebody who's looking at their theme right now and going, man, this is just not working. I need to do something different. What would you tell that person as they go through this process of changing the theme? Oh, just, you know, just don't be too, um, too in love with your, with your theme, really. If, if you aren't, um, willing to change it, but you're getting feedback that is telling you that maybe it's not appropriate or whatever, um, then yeah, I think you just kind of have to change your, change your mentality and, and, um, open yourself up to, to that. And if you can't think of a good theme, you know, I think that's where like a community, you know, being part of the gaming community is so great because, um, you know, I'm active on Twitter, for example. And it's like, if you, if you want to, um, ask the gaming community, Hey, what are some great themes? Here's, here's the mechanics that I have. You'll get a hundred responses of people that are, you know, can come back with really, um, great ideas. So I think that's true of anything with your play test is I don't think you can be too rigid. Um, obviously you have to be able to, um, decipher good feedback from bad feedback or, you know, what you should take to heart versus what you should sort of, you know, just sort of consider, but, and that can be kind of a tough thing, but, um, but yeah, if, if the theme is, if, if, if you're not a hundred percent on the theme, I think you should always keep that door open in terms of, well, what if I did change that theme? What would that do to it? Um, so it's just, you know, it's one of those things where you have to, you, you have to just be aware of what's out there and, um, hopefully you're not getting so close to a theme that you're, you're, you're creating confusion with the market. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, Dinosaur Island came out and then after that, another, like an actual Jurassic Park licensed IP game came out and now there's another very similar Jurassic Park kind of style game coming out. And it's like, well, hmm, <laughs> you know, so it's just the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you just run into bad luck, right? As far as you've put a whole bunch of time and effort and art and money into the game and then the very same theme with a very similar name hits Kickstarter, you know, a month before yours does. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? And so sometimes you just yeah. run into bad luck. And that's happened to me where and I can't even think of a specific example, but uh, where I've had like ideas and they've been kind of early on gelling, mm-hmm. but then someone will come out with a game. Um, oh, it was like, uh, it was a, what was the game? The Brigade, it was called. And it was, it was like a fantasy themed firefighters. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was thinking about that idea and I was just like, well, well, I'm going to move on to a different idea. Absolutely. And luckily you hadn't put in, you know, put a, an, a year or a whole bunch of money into that game and you weren't gearing up for a Kickstarter and then it all of a sudden came out. And so that's, that's good news. Yeah. But you know, th- that, that doesn't mean there can't be room for two in the market, but, um, you know, it, it does, it, it does make it more challenging because of, you know, if you're a publisher and, and someone's bringing you, it's a, a really, un- especially if it's a really unique theme that's already been done, then. That's, that's a tough one. That's a tough sell. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, Stephen, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for uh, the ideas and whatnot that we've been just passing around. And uh, good luck with Animal Kingdoms and good luck with everything else you got going on right now. Yeah, thanks so much.